Welcome to the Discover U.S. Lawns podcast, a series designed to enhance your discovery process by allowing you to get behind the eyes of a U.S. Lawns franchise owner. In each episode, you'll hear directly from a U.S. Lawns owner about their journey and experiences in the landscaping industry and with U.S. Lawns. These stories may prompt questions that you can review with members of the U.S. Lawns team or with other U.S. Lawns franchise owners in your due diligence process. Without further ado, here are your hosts. Welcome, everyone, to the U.S. Lawns Podcast. We are delighted to have you today, and this is my co-host, Ben. Hey, guys. And I am Matt, and today we have a great guest. We have Stephen Keyes with us. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Stephen has been a longtime veteran in the brand, well-accomplished, and many, many nuggets of wisdom to share with us. So, Ben, I'll pass the torch over to you. Thank you, Matt, and uh, welcome aboard, Steve. Just Delighted to have you on. It's an honor to have you as our very first guest. You're a very recognized and, and respected name within U.S. Lawns. And for those that don't know you, uh, would you mind just sharing just a bit about yourself and, and number of years that you've been a U.S. Lawns brand owner and kind of your you know your history with U.S. Lawns to date? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, first of all, I started in 1998, I believe October of 98. I bought my first two franchises, which was Columbia, South Carolina, and Lexington County, uh, which is right outside of Columbia, South Carolina. Like I said, that was 1998. Grew that to a million dollars pretty quick. And then I started buying other franchises, I believe Rock Hill, South Carolina, South Charlotte, and then eventually moved on to, um, in total, buying 13 different offices. And then at one time, running 11 at one time. So I've been around, had a bunch of offices. I was in three different states that I've ran offices in as well. Wow, that's really amazing. Good for you, Steve. Uh, you are currently in the Keys, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, good for you. I wish I was with you. I'm in uh, hot humid and balmy Orlando, but um, so we don't have the ocean breeze like you do. Uh, you know what? It was really interesting, Steve. I just want to sort of key in on something real quick. You said when you bought your first territory, you grew to a million pretty quick. Do you remember back then, is there any like key takeaways? Like, hey, I got to that million dollar mark quick because of A, B? I was completely clear of how I got there. So when I bought in, I thought that I was going to buy U.S. Wands slap these stickers on the side of my truck, drive down the road, and everybody was going to beg me to come do their work. That's kind of how I felt, because we were part of, at the time, environmental care, which is now Valley Cross, which is now Brickman. But anyways, that didn't happen that way, and I remember calling corporate and being all upset about that. And they sent me this guy, I think his name was Pear, and he ran our sales division out of corporate. And they flew him into Columbia, South Carolina. I picked him up at the airport, we met in an IHOP, and we sat down and came up with a spill, and we said, you know, nobody's going to just give you their work. You're going to have to ask for their work. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we came up with this spill of how we were going to walk in and tell them I was with U.S. Lawns and how I would like to do their work. I'll never forget it. We leave out of the IHOP and walk into a Red Roof Inn was my first commercial sales pitch. You know, I just introduced myself to Steve Keys with U.S. Lawns. I thought it sounded like, man, I would love the opportunity to bid your work. And pair afterwards said it sounded like blue, 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 blue. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the, the manager there, 
he allowed me to bid that work with that sales pitch. And from there on, that was it. It was all about the sales. Mm. And um, getting out there and beating the streets. Uh, obviously, we have a call center now that gets you into the opportunities that you can't walk into. But there's a lot of opportunities that you can walk into. And I would say that was the biggest turning point was just asking people for the opportunity to bid their work. Do you, uh, Steve, do you consider yourself, quote unquote, salesman? Absolutely. I love a cold call. I love walking in somewhere. I don't do it that much often now. Um, but yes, it, I can't go eat somewhere and not ask the general manager for a card and if I could bid their work. That's a great point you made, uh, Steve. What would your advice be to building a U.S. lawns business for maybe someone that, that hasn't dabbled so much in sales yet? Well, I mean, I never did sales before this. I worked for a chemical lawn care company spraying weeds and fertilizer. Uh, it was another franchise, uh, but I worked for that franchise. I, and on the side, I had a residential landscape business, but I wasn't out cold calling on the residential side. People were calling me or being referred to me through that other franchise. I really didn't know anything about sales until um, corporate office spent time with me. And, you know, basically, we had, back then we had the call center, which I think we still have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, when I went to Orlando, I think I took 100 leads with me of work that I wanted to do in the area. I think that was what they wanted. And then I brought these 100 leads down to the, the corporate office, and they started calling on these leads. And they were giving me updates and all that. Again, like I said, I wanted it to be instant. But especially with cold calling, any kind of lead generation, it takes time. I have a full, full-time call center in my office that my brother runs. It's full-time. And we have one person dedicated to that. And we get leads. We get the opportunity to build bid leads five, six, seven years from the day we sent them out. Since the day we started working on them, it's amazing. You just, you got to be consistent and follow up with everything. I don't care what kind of uh, program you have. Uh, we use a CRM uh, program. I don't care if you use a piece of paper or whatever. But if you call somebody in January and they tell you they're not going to bid it back out until September, you got to write that down, put that on a calendar, invite, whatever you want to do. But you just got to be consistent. As far as the cold calling, you know, it's just that first time somebody told me yes, that I could bid it, I was hooked. Nah. You know, I, I was scared to death. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I was scared. But once somebody said yes, I was ready to go. I, I can't remember how many people tell me no anymore. Because I'll phrase it as, hey, you know, we, sometimes I'll tell them I want to practice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need practice measuring a property. Would you mind me measuring your property and um, uh, giving you a price? And they usually allow me to do it. And that's just a foot in the door, you know, because then you take that, if you don't even sell that contract, you know, you put it back in there. Now you've got all the contact info you need and start building your database with it. You know, it's amazing, Steve. Like, I, I hear in your voice tons of drive. Is there something specific that gives you the oomph, the, just the energy to go after it every day? Is there something specific, or have you always been like this? Just curious. 
But I grew up athletic background, playing football, wrestling, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I guess it's just, I don't know if I can say this. <laughs> I say it's all right. It's just all right. My first, I think we called them uh, facilitators back in the day. Oh, what is now an advisor, correct? Advisor. I can't yep. remember this guy's name. He was out of West Palm Beach. He did the South Florida Valley Cross thing. And he left from there and became a U.S. Marines facilitator. And he told me, he said, man, you need to know who's pissing in your territory. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, man, you got to be like a dog. You got to be on top of it. You know, so like, have you ever seen two dogs eating? If you want something to eat, you better get your face in there and get dirty. <laughs> so anyways, that guy was, that guy was really influ- influential. I wish I could remember his name, but you know, I've always been pretty aggressive. And I don't know, I, I, if you, if you want to grow this business, you can't just sit back and wait for handouts. You know, there's too many options for our customers to use right now. There's too many professional options. You know, back when I started in my market, I was like one of three maybe professional options. Now there's 20 professional options. I couldn't imagine a big market like Charlotte or Dallas or Atlanta, somewhere like that, you know, northern markets. There's so many options. Nobody's waiting. You've got to go in there and ask people for work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what advice do you have uh, for owners out there trying to uh, grow their U.S. lawns business? Obviously, you had uh, 11 offices. Uh, How did did you grow it to, to that size? Well, first of all, you need to realize what you want. I knew I had, a, I had a plan of what I was doing. I was growing these offices so I could resell them eventually. I was, my, my goal was to grow them to a million dollars, resell them, blah, blah, blah. Um, but for somebody that's looking for a single office, two offices, whatever, the key to me is training people to do the job that you need them to do. You can't always be there doing everything. And if you're trying to micromanage everything, there's no way you can expand or grow. Everybody gets bogged down. Like, you know, I used to, I love the sales side, but I also love the QuickBooks side and the financial side. So I used to micromanage that side. I was making sure everything was being put in right, this, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're trying to manage, micromanage the the financial side, you're trying to micromanage the, the field side, you're trying to man, micromanage the sales side, there's no way. It's just not going to happen. You're going to be stuck in a rut. Which, you know what, it may be It may be for somebody. Somebody may just want to run one office, be very successful, you know, make plenty of money. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to grow to the next level, you're going to have to have people that are doing jobs for you that you can do, but you just can't do them all. So, that's what I would recommend. I, I re- highly recommend allowing people to do their jobs and make mistakes. I love what you just said. You're in the Keys. How long are you going to be there for? I, sometimes I come for a month. Sometimes I come for two months. Usually out of the year, I would say I'm here half the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but my branch, uh, which is a 12-hour drive from here, um, two-hour flight. But, you know, I've got a general manager. I've got an operations manager. I have account managers. I have an office staff that runs my office. Like I said, I have somebody that runs my call center. And I can pretty much manage my business by my computer or by phone. Key to that is I have some key clients 
I'd probably say about 10 different accounts that I continuously talk to. You know, they're, they're half a million dollar accounts that I'm always talking to sending a text, whatever. If anybody in my office emails one of these key clients that I'm I'm involved with, I'm copied on that so I can kind of see what's going on. But it's kind of been funny. Lately, I've I've been getting less and less emails from these key key clients because they're starting to trust the guys and girls that work for me now. How did you how did you get to that point? Like it seems like you're really engaged, you're really driven. You have 13 territories, 11 at one time. Right now you're doing about $7 million of revenue. How do you get to that point like to actually let go and trust people? Well, I figured if I wanted to travel mm. <laughs> and if I wanted to do some things other than stay in the office, uh, I better be able to, I need to start letting go. Now, it was really hard. It was a transition. I made many mistakes. But over time, I learned from my mistakes because uh, I was always trying to hire the perfect person. I was always trying to hire the perfect person to take over for me. Well, you know, hiring's hard. I mean, hiring's easy. Firing's hard. So, I mean, vice versa, excuse me. You can always let go of somebody if they're not working out. You know, I made the process too hard at the beginning. So now, you know, we hire somebody, we train them. If they don't work out, we just move on. Uh, we're not married to them. So anyways, I, I guess what I'm saying, I've, I've gone through some people, I've made some mistakes, but then I've also made, uh, I've learned from it, and now I'm, I'm able to find a bunch of people that are willing to do the job the right way. Most of the people that I have now working for me came up through my branch. Like, I'm an account manager now that's one of my best account managers. He started as a gardener. Uh, his name's Jonathan. He started as a gardener, became a crew leader, told me he wanted to be an account manager. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. Sure enough, he's become an account manager. He's one of my best account managers. A month ago, I wanted all my guys to get pesticide certified. He was the first one to do it. Everybody I have with me, other than one, started with me. It's kind of weird how that worked out. Uh, a pathway, right, to success is really critical. You know, if you, you know, so you've had a 23-year run or so with U.S. Lawns, which is amazing. Uh, your accomplishments uh, go on and on. If you, if you were to, like, hit pause and say, like, through all my experience, I have maybe learned A, B, or C. Is there something like your advice, your sage wisdom? What would you tell yourself way back when you started? 20 some years ago is there anything that you would talk to young steve about and say hey focus on this don't do this just curious i got caught up with being the biggest sales guy i got caught up in how much i could sell and how much revenue i could sell u.s lawns back in the day we were very competitive with each other who could be the biggest you know and uh, I got caught up in that, and I, I drew say I drove sales, just drove sales and drove sales. And there was a point where I didn't drive profit. And I would tell everybody, especially today, with the the, the struggles we're having with labor, the struggles we're having with material, make sure you're making money. You know, we got this big sum, and we got these other tools, and they're really great. But they're all every tool that we have can be manipulated. Somebody can say, hey, man, what are you charging per man hour? Well, if John's charging $55 a man hour, 
I'm charging $45 a man hour. John may say, man, you're not charging enough man hours uh, per man hour. Well, what if John's not measuring correctly or he doesn't have the right production rates or whatever? Anyways, all of this is very human. And some of the stuff that we do, the, some of the stuff we bid, like detail, blowing, even pruning, is kind of subjective. What I'm trying to get down to is once you get a job, if you're not tracking the profit per job, do you even know if you're making money or not? You know, as an owner of my size now, I look at profit as a whole. I don't really look at profit per job, but I would, if I started over again right now, I would be looking at profit per job. And I would be, I would do a better job evaluating each job at the end of the year before I re-signed that contract to see if I was making money or not, or maybe even to see if I was efficient. Because you, you may not be doing the job correctly, but I would evaluate every job at the end of the year before I re-signed them. Hmm. That, that's sage advice. Uh, a business mentor of mine years ago said, there's a lot of people who want to make money, but a lot of people who don't know how to make money. You know, So that, that profitability is key. It's crucial. Uh, so you can go ahead and uh, continue on your dreams. And I was wondering, Steve, in terms of your dreams earlier in the conversation, you said you had a dream, you made a plan. Did someone help you with that? Was it something innate in you? Um, I find it interesting. A lot of people don't know how to dream, but you you clearly had a dream and you executed to that. I had another mentor with the, uh, through U.S. Lawns. His name was Ted Molitor. He worked for Valley Crest as well. And um, he came, I can't remember when he came into my life. Uh, he was pretty early on. He was from Valley Crest. He was another sort South Florida guy, and he came up, and this guy was just really full of wisdom, so much wisdom. And back, this is back when U.S. Lawns wanted us to start writing a budget, and I was so against the budget. <laughs> I, I was like, man, a budget, you know, blah, blah, blah. The reason why I was scared of the budget is because I didn't know how to write a budget. And then once I started trying to write this budget, I wanted to be so exact that I couldn't get through it. I was like, I was just trying to make it perfect. Ted came in, he, Ted talked to me, and he was like, man, you know, a budget is a plan. It's just a plan. It doesn't have to be executed perfectly, but it's somewhere you want to go, you know? And if, if you don't have some kind of a plan, well, then where are you going? You're just going in circles. So Ted talked me into writing this budget, which is the best thing I ever did. We use a budget versus an actual uh, report every week. I get a report sent to me every Thursday. It's budget versus actual uh, for the month. Uh, and it's up to date. But anyways, Ted was like, what, what do you want to do in life? Where do you want to go? And I said, man, I never even thought about that. So Jim and I sat down and um, yeah, we wrote out a plan. Um, I've got this saying uh, that I always tell people and it's, if you ever see a turtle on top of a fence post, you better believe he had help getting there. <laughs> and you know I, U.S. Lawns helped me tremendously I've complained in the past I've done all this all, but they, they've put some pretty powerful people in my life that have helped me along the way uh, and Ted was one of those Ted, Ted helped me dream that's fantastic thanks for sharing that Steve 
That's powerful, and, and, and you're helping out others uh, right now um, through through this podcast. So uh, it's cyclical, and uh, you're, you're uh, forwarding your knowledge and, and wisdom and, and some nuggets out. And uh, man, just being a mentor uh, right today with us here, um, can't thank you enough uh, for joining us today. Love to have you on again. Hope to see you uh, at the reunion uh, this October. And I uh, can't thank you enough. Thank you for sharing uh, your words of wisdom. 23 years in, got a lot to offer, and um, you earned every bit of it. Nothing was handed to you. You you earned it, and uh, and hats off to you. And, uh, you know, for, for those of you listening, I um, hope you were um, informed and uh, you got some, some uh, great takeaways to uh, implement in your business and uh, some ideas are brewing. And I just wanted to thank you all for tuning in. And uh, Steve, hey man, I can't thank you enough. And I uh, hope you enjoy that that, that beautiful uh, weather down there and uh, yeah. that lobster fishing. Yeah, Steve, have well, fun. Thank you guys. Hey, I want to say one last thing. I'm signed up for the conference. I know a lot of people are signed up for the conference. If you've never been to the conference, you need to go to the conference. It's not all about all the all the meetings and all that. The most important thing is networking with your fellow owners. I highly recommend going. Thanks for listening to U.S. Lawns Connect. We hope we've provided information and solutions that help you succeed. Subscribe to our podcasts so you stay connected. 